Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, into pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs up. All right, Bryce, we're at episode number 114. Bingo. Bingo. With uh, Jim Kelly from Kestrel Golf. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Um, this one was cool because, uh, first of all, I appreciate you sending us over a little care package. So mm-hmm. um, we could probably, I know I posted like a little reel with them and stuff like that. So if you haven't gone over and checked that out over on Instagram, um, like we had a lot of good feedback on kind of the products and stuff and the, the teas especially, which is something that we're going to get into. But uh, yeah, maybe if you can just start us off. Um, Tell us who you are. Um, sorry if my phone is blocking that, but uh, maybe who you are. Um, doesn't have to be all golf related, but uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the products a little bit, and then we'll just naturally uh, kind of talk about the brand. Cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm here. In, I'm in Toronto. Um, family guy got a couple kids and big golfer. Um, you know, played a little bit at college, uh, the University of Ottawa. A lot of competitive golf as a kid, and then kind of just you know, been this weekend warrior, you know, big, big hockey player. Hockey is probably my first love, but, you know, kind of, you know, transition out of that and you get a little older and, and, and gravitate towards golf. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of big, big in the golf and actually uh, lost my job, you know, uh, not too long ago, uh, you know, maybe last year and, and was like, Oh, I got to go out and do, do something new. I was like, just didn't want to do the grind. I was a pretty senior executive at a, at a big food company and uh, was like, kind of charted a different path. And that's when I, I went out. I, I wrote a book, actually. I'm a, I'm a published author. Um, and uh, and then jumped in and, and created this uh, this golf company to, to kind of, you know, start that next chapter of my, my career. Was the book about golf? It's not about golf. No, it's about, uh, it's about uh, kind of, um, career uh, acceleration and, and helping kind of people that are one to five years in their career uh, understand kind of what it takes to reach, uh, you know, the senior levels um, of an organization and how do you cool. do that? So I have, I call it, the, I have a five, I call it the five-step blueprint. So I have five, five tips that I, I think can really help. Um, I wish I knew when I was, when I was getting started. So yeah. I kind of, kind of shared that. Uh, it's funny because I was kind of having that conversation uh, with somebody at work today about um, like a few things and some avenues and stuff like that. And, you know, what uh, some of the different avenues that I want to take or some of the things. And it's just, uh, yeah, maybe I need to pick up that book and check out the blueprint because it's, uh, <laughs> there's always questions. I'm kind of at that point too, where it's like, you know, getting a little bit older, like you got a little, you know, a couple of kids, so do I, or I got a little guy. So it's kind of like yeah. thinking about how that goes and, uh, you know, Bryce or the podcast just isn't uh we're not four play pot, so it's not doing it. We don't have the oh, yeah. not, not we yet. don't have the GM we don't the GM sponsored yet. But uh <laughs> yeah, we're open. Like if Elon is listening, we're open to a Tesla sponsorship for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure. Tailor made, yep. Yeah, and I'm like one of the first, I think, 500 people to order order the Cybertruck. So I still don't even know if that's a real thing or not. Like, I, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. One day, if it shows up, then it's real. But otherwise, uh, we don't know that. But uh, still yeah, a dream. Nice. <laughs> Bryce's here too. But um, yeah, so it sounds like you kind of uh, was golf just like a love gym. Was it just like a passion for you? Something that you wanted to kind of get into the market with? Was it always sort of the idea to start a brand, or or it just kind of came on the right time? Yeah, I kind of, I've kind of, I got a really big consumer goods uh, background. So for me, you know, I love brands, I love brand building. And so, um, 
for me, it was always just trying to, it was like always wanted to get into it and do my own thing. And, and this kind of, you know, was the right time. I felt like to, to kind of jump in with both feet and see what we could, uh, what we could build. So, um, yeah, it kind of builds on my expertise of, of, you know, running large organizations and building brands to, to do it on your own. Um, and then I found the right kind of item too, right. Having the right time yep. place, um, with something that I thought could, could disrupt the market a little bit, which, um, which excited me to do it. Was it always, um, like we'll get into kind of like, uh, the tea and like the, the main thing I guess is the tea. If, yeah. Okay. So yeah. if, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more, but was it always kind of the idea to, you know, link it up with building it based off the T and then, you know, you've got some other pieces, like you had sent us like the ball marker, which you've got, if anybody's checking this out over on YouTube, towels, gloves, kind of apparel, a little bit of swag yeah. to go with it. Yeah. So the, the idea is we wanted to build, I wanted to build something that was, could, could grow into something much bigger. Right. So for me, um, you know, we had, a, we had the patented tea that we'll talk a little bit about, but um, knowing that we wanted to expand that into kind of performance accessories. And so, you know, we'll, you know, we're going to go deeper into to gloves. I've got some partnerships with um, really high end uh, leather goods that make like Gucci bags and stuff in New York city that we're going to partner yeah. with and bring some, really cool kind of uh, fabrics and things like that to the market so for us it was for me it was about just trying to to build something that could be about quality performance you know um and then what the the base launch was all about this uh this golf tee that that we thought we could you know bring a little disruption to the market with yeah let's uh i want to get into the tea a bit so um for people who don't know i want to just kind of go over um why what makes it different um compared to all the other tea companies and why it's um up there for the top tea yeah so we, what we what we've designed here you know for those guys on youtube i'll kind of kind of flash it up here but um we've got a a patented design in, in a couple different formats so the tea is actually coated with um, PTFE or more commonly known as, as Teflon. And Teflon is one of the most friction resistant materials in the world. So the idea is to, to by reducing friction, um, you increase ball speed and reduce uh, spin, uh, which helps the ball stay, stay straighter. So that's the, the black coating you see on our, on our tea. Uh, we then designed um, uh, six tiny little prongs that, uh, that the golf ball sits on. And so think of those kind of like fingertips. And what makes them a little different is one, the size, but two, um, they're actually rolled. So um, the reason that, that that offers a benefit to golfers is it does kind of two things. One, it touches the surface of the ball less. So our tee touches the ball 83% less than a, a regular tee, a cup tee. Uh, and then two, the rounded edges allow the golf ball to roll over the leading edge. So if you imagine most people have a negative angle of attack, you, you hit the golf ball and what happens is it goes into the leading edge of the tee, which then mm -hmm. causes the tee to bend and then goes flying. So that's when you see a tee flying up in the air or flying behind you. Um, and so ours tend not to do that because they don't have an edge to go into. And so the ball uh, rolls over that. And then the last piece we did was actually we um, reduced the diameter of the tee. So the tee is actually the uh, top of the tee is a little bit smaller than a generic um, cup tee. And what that does is it allows it to sit the ball a little bit higher. So it reduces the force to actually lift the ball um, out of the cup. Uh, and so the combination of those is to, to increase ball speed 
um, reduced spin. And then um, while we did that, we made the tea more durable. So we've created a, a, a patented mixture that allows the tea to to last longer um, than so your traditional wood or or um, nylon teas. So being a, being a patent gym, there's no yeah. other tea that's kind of similar to this blend on the market right now. Um, nothing similar to the blend. There's are there are other blends where they use kind of it's called nylon six and they they're they're stronger and so they there are strong teas out there. Um, right. uh, so but they're they're a different a different uh, mixture um, than than we do. So you know um, there's like a Callaway tea you can buy on Amazon that a lot of the guys use. A um, little bit thicker. Um, ours is, you know, a little bit smaller, um, but still has that, that same, uh, durability. So, yeah. I'm looking when at, you, I'm uh, looking at it. Sorry, Bryce. I'm thinking of like the video of, uh, I think it was like Hideki or Siwoo Kim, one or the other, like picking up the ball with his foot and placing it on the tee on the range. You guys ever seen that? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. thinking like, you know, we got to We got to get him to test this out. But so the one that stuck out to me a bit, Jim, was the 83% less contact. So that would mean essentially that. Would that affect the like when you're hitting the ball with the driver as much as it would the iron because you're kind of striking down on the ball or up on the ball hitting it with the driver? So does the number like does all of the science kind of go based on what I guess your swing pattern is or would it change between Bryce and I? Like it's going to change by golfer. It does. So um, the biggest impact. So we do all of our t our testing through robotics testing, and the and the reason you use robotics testing is is you can control the variables. So just from no human error. Yeah. Exactly. Like the number one thing you can do to increase your your um, distance is swing speed, right? Mm -hmm. On average, about a mile an hour of swing speed, in, you know, gives you about three yards. So, um, so you you then kind of control that. So it's always the same, right? You always you get the same kind of angle of attack, um, the same tee height. So I can just control more variables than if you and I are to go out into a simulator yeah. and and bang them. And then what um, we do, and what has the biggest impact on sort of our tee um, or tees in general is your angle of attack. And so to your point, Matt, um, very few golfers, a very small percentage of golfers, less than 10% of golfers, it's actually usually inside 5% have a positive angle of attack, which means you're really, with yeah. your driver, you're actually hitting up on the ball. Yeah. Um, and now a lot of like when you're, you're talking, those are usually scratch golfers, people that are really looking to work on their distance pros who are, who are that minute that need to kind of work and refine things. Um, but TrackMan did a great study. Uh, that looks at kind of the average angles of attack um, between male, female, pros, non-pros, different um, different handicap levels. And they would say that for a male, um, your average angle of attack is, is negative 1.8. So you're hitting down on it. Um, and for women, it's about 2.1. So consider when you, they think of an average golfer, they call it, you know, kind of your 14 handicap, 14, 15 handicap. Um, and then it kind of plays off from there. So um, for when we do our testing, we pick a negative 1.6, which is um, slightly better than your kind of your average golfer. Um, and that tends to produce the results that we see, which is kind of that three to five yards more um, consistently lower spin rates, um, yeah, you, greater dispersion or less you, dispersion. You just kind of answered my next question, but um, when you design the product, um, who are you targeting? I guess kind of those... Um higher handicap, mid handicap guys that need the help, the extra help, if it's going to give you any from those lower um, prongs and give you that less. 
Yeah. So it, that's definitely the golfer that has sees the biggest benefit um, yeah. and because they have a, just a greater dangle of attack, you know, and, and kind of the, the key to know whether or not that, that could be you is if your tee goes flying consistently, you're the guy that's chasing your tee around the tee box all the time. That's usually a good sign. You're coming down on it pretty steep. Um, so that's the golfer that has the biggest benefit of it, but it was sort of designed for that kind of mid, uh, you know, single high single digit handicapper that you know could could see some benefit has you know a pretty consistent swing looking for a little bit of an edge so you kind of see we see a little bit of a, a balance between you know the, the the higher handicappers and kind of that that single digit high single digit handicappers you know the okay. the 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 head teaching pro who's been working on his angle of attack and hits it you know is in the top couple percent of people that actually hit up on the ball they're going to see less of an impact. They'll see the impact of durability, but um, that's who it kind of really helps. Now, do you find people are looking at the brand more like this T specifically, I guess, for a distance or dispersion? Because um, like you mentioned, kind of both are, are collected. Now, I guess like I could probably answer that question. It looks like more people are trying to add distance to their game right now. Um, but, you know, being like Bryser and I, like mid to low single digit handicappers, like are we going to benefit more from a dispersion point or more from a, a distance point? Would you say? Probably a dispersion perspective. Um, Cause you know, with, you know, you guys can probably reach back and get an extra mile an hour of swing speed kind of yeah. when you need to. And that, Maybe that, price. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need much more things. You know, those are, those are kind of the, that would have the greatest impact on your, on your distance. But you see like when we talk to the college to our college players you know what they like is the the improved dispersion um for you so they you know the low, lower um, spin rates things like that that are um really uh really beneficial to them even you know we've been working with a lot of long drivers and mm -hmm. um that have that gives them uh the kind of the greatest impact is is the dispersion i guess um, so yeah they, too, do, like they do get a little bit more distance too. Yeah. Trying to kind of keep it in the grid would be important. Right. So that's yeah. kind of like what fascinates me the most is because like, I know, um, like typically I hit a little bit of a tight draw, but sometimes I get like the snap hook, which obviously this isn't going to fix it. I don't think this T is <laughs> no, fixing, yeah. fixing my snap hook, <laughs> but you know, even just for like golfers at my level, like mainly my level, Bryce is like long and straight off the tee, but, um, like I'm trying to tighten up that dispersion. I think length, we were all kind of chasing length for a little while. And now it seems like it's starting to reel back a little bit. So being able to kind of collect both of those points is, is I guess something that's pretty important in the game right now. Um, can we talk yeah, a little just, bit? Sorry, hold on, just to add on to that. It's just crazy to like, I've never until this point thought that a T would help dispersion or distance. Like it's never a thought that something like this, like a little T would help that. And it's cool to, have that in your mind to think that, that even if it's not that much of a difference that the fact that it's helping a little bit is is crazy to think about yeah and that's kind of like and i'm sure you'll have you'll have listeners that are like you know they roll their eyes and they're like there's no way he has an impact and mm -hmm. um it just kind of comes down to the the science and we just believe in the in the science of it and like i said is, is it work for everybody no but it, it works for the majority of golfers you know in varying degrees especially as you hit down on the with your driver on down on the golf ball and so that's kind of you know what we're what we were all about is is to bring that kind of science back performance to to something that you know I, I joke but the wood t was invented before the model t 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we kind of have a little bit of fun and bringing some technology to a to a space that um, has seen some. There, there are definitely others out there that have been doing but this, not but, much. But yeah. uh, you know, not not as much. I got to check my angle of attack now that I drive around. I'm shocked. I'm kind of a bit shocked at those numbers, but you kind of, you knew all of them and you rifled them off. So I definitely believe you. I'm a believer that, uh, you know, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of what, what you're talking we'll about. Fire but, up uh, the track man yeah, for, for the readers. It's a, it's a good study. It's a, it's pretty, even, even on the average on the, the PGA tour, it's still a negative, negative angle of attack. Is it's it? negative 0.9. Now it's close to neutral, but, um, but most golfers come down on the driver. I think I hit up, on, I mean, I try to hit up on the ball, but I've never put my, I've never had numbers behind it, so I can't. I'm not positive I hit up on it. I have. Yeah, I've no, just never looked at like the actual attack angle to see like what it would be driver versus irons, that kind of thing. But oh, it's way yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually a couple points different. Um, it's much steeper with your with your irons for sure, which makes sense, right? We're yeah. all kind of mm-hmm. doing that, but um, but yeah, there's some there's some really interesting studies that have been done on it, and that's kind of you know what we tie into. I like it. Can we talk about, um, like, I know you guys are kind of just starting up, like you said, it's, uh, still kind of in the infancy stage, but, um, you've got a few other products in the lineup, which we were lucky to see. And they are packaged again for anybody checking us out on YouTube. Um, they're packaged really amazing. So, um, it's clean. It's so clean, which I like. It's very like minimalist. It's uh, a tight little package, but can we talk about some of the other things that you have in the lineup right now, Jim? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some golf gloves, and you know we'll, we'll, we sell together a three pack. Um, we've got a unique Kestrel design. So um, Kestrel is uh, an American Falcon, and so we've got kind of these Falcon, this Falcon style um, lycra that that's on the gloves, which gives it a kind of a, almost a camel look. Um, but it's uh, it's kind of the Kestrel wings that that we found uh, a little bit unique, bring a little bit of style to the, to the traditional white glove, which most people are still playing and everyone loves, but um, we thought we'd add a little bit of, a little bit of flavor to, to that. Um, Then we went out and designed uh, a five in one divot tool. So, um, you know, kind of using the stuff that, that I loved as a player and um, look for something that we can actually um, small, lightweight in your pocket, um, but offers you the ability to, you know, draw a line on your ball, um, helps line up putts, um, lay your clubs on it, whether you're putting your stogie, your smoke, or your, you know, whatever you, your flavor of choices for the day um, on it. And so um, we pulled together that, some unique ball markers that, uh, again, came from just kind of being on the course and seeing everyone's a lot of guys are using the poker style chips these days. And um, always found it kind of funny to see, you know, you lay that down inside four feet and you're like, you know, <laughs> half the time you're like, yeah, no, you need to move that a couple potter heads. Yeah. It's huge, you know, uh, can you move the hockey puck? So, yeah. um, so we put together, you know, one that, that allows you to pull out the middle um and and kind of depends on how you're using it so like you said a a very minimalist design i like kind of clean lines um Mm -hmm. really kind of looking for for that that you know high single digit that that player that loves golf loves gear getting into it but but doesn't want the kind of the loud flashy stuff you know that's not where we've gone right now but uh but we uh kind of pulled together that lineup um, some towels things like that a couple a couple clean looking head covers um, based on the design some hats and so it's going to continue to grow 
Nice, nice. Um, I uh, the towel was my favorite. Like it's like it's a big caddy towel. So anybody who kind of yeah. that's that's what I've had. Like you take it to the beach if you want, but I kind of like the bigger towel. Um, like sure. if you kind of dunk your your towel in the water or anything like that, it kind of you know it's big, it's nice. I like it. The, the ball marker's nice. Like it's kind of in between, like you said, in between like a, a smaller piece and a poker chip. Ricer's always putting from like forty feet, so it doesn't matter. He's doesn't have to worry Dropping about after, yeah. after I've putted once already. Yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> even from his second putt, he's still a little ways away, so it doesn't get in the way too much. But they're uh it's clean. Like so definitely mm-hmm. uh you know, like always, we're going to link the website in the, uh, in the description. So anybody listening, stop by, check it out. It's a pretty cool page. Like, uh, I think this stuff's pretty clean. The, the logo is cool too. Like, is it, uh, can you talk to the logo a little bit? Did you have it designed? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with, as we, um, created the brand, worked with some agencies and, right. um, the logo is, uh, the actual, it's the a feather from a, from a bird, from a Kestrel. Right. Uh, and nice. it actually is also the L in Kestrel. So, um, and so the, the logo itself takes on the feather, but it, it also was a little bit ambiguous. You can see it for those in YouTube, it's on my hat here, um, that, you know, takes on a little bit, could look like a club hitting a ball, um, is a little bit ambiguous, has like some different ties to it, but, um, but all came back to, uh, to the Kestrel feather and, uh, cool and that Falcon approach. I like how it has so many different meanings and obviously like that's like your business background and finding ways to kind of develop like, you know, there's so many logos out there, like the FedEx logo that has become like, you know, so prominent and like, there's so many cool ones and, and why they catch so many people's eye. But that was one of the first things when I took it out of the bag, I like, I have the red one. It just kind of like stuck with me. I thought it was a pretty like neat, clean logo and kind of goes with the rest of the gear and stuff too. Right. So I like that a lot, but, um, so we, talked a little bit about the teas already. So the main uh, kind of component of the brand. Now, from our discussions a little bit, it's been around for 10 years or so. The, uh, yeah. you know, the technology has been around for a little while. Um, can we talk a little bit about how maybe you got connected with it? How, um, you know, first kind of came into the golf scene and then like maybe who's used it in the past or, um, or who, like what type of players have been using it in the past? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the, the, the technology was first introduced or the patent was introduced back in 20, 2012, 2013, um, when it made its first debut on tour under a different brand name. Uh, and so, uh, it's actually like a relative, um, that I knew was doing it is in the tea business, in the, in the golf business. And, um, so they launched it. They had over a hundred tour pros playing it in 2013, 2014. Um, and some some pretty big names, the guys like David Duval, BJ Singh, you saw, um, you know, Fred Couples was using it in tournaments. We had um, a ton of different guys like Henrik Stenson, J- Jason Duffner was using it, Krista Marco. Um, so some pretty big names back in the day um, were, were playing it. And um, they had a lot of success on tour, but ran into some brand challenges. Um, with the Teflon coating and things like that. And so the brand sort of kind of fizzled out uh, and sat dormant for, for years. Um, and as I was kind of thinking about looking at the space and thinking about where, you know, I thought there was opportunities, um, that's when I kind of clicked and I'd reached out to the, to the inventor and was like, how can we connect and kind of reinvigorate this 
this product because I still think, you know, maybe it was just a little before its time, right? Now, right. you know, 10 years later, think of how much more we rely on analytics, right? Back in the, those days, we weren't, we weren't, we had the simulators, but we weren't, you know, TrackMan wasn't there. Yep. You know, we weren't into, you know, we weren't talking dispersion as much, right? Very few, right? Those were kind of conversations based um, for the elite. And now it's kind of made its way um, because of technology into the mainstream. And so for me, it was sort of, uh, it felt like an opportunity to bring something back that again, you know, has the biggest benefit for your average golfer who now is starting to at least have some of those conversations or understands right. it a little bit better than maybe they ever have. Well, and not even just the numbers part of it, even just like the, for the brand side, like the social media and the Instagram and all that is so much bigger now and so much easier to kind of get your name out and get your product out there through social media compared to what it was back then. And I know it was not long ago, but still social media has blown up way more in the last 10 years. Yeah. Like you used to have to go through the PGA tour, right. To, Mm -hmm. to, to have, you know, introduce your golf brand and, and things have changed now, right? Like you now have, have much, you know, broader audiences and yep. different ways to bring your products to market than, than just through the tour. So, um, no, it still helps and still great. And we do have guys playing it on tour, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just completely changed. So that's what, that's kind of a little bit of the, the legacy and, and we brought it back under, under the Kestrel brand. So you're saying there's a good chance Tiger Woods has probably picked one of these up at a range and had one at some point? So, I, I, I have I, no idea. I, I, I know you can't cool. say that, Jim. I know you can't I know, say that. I know. <laughs> but, but if uh, he did, I'd have, his, I'd have that picture. So yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that they had kind of run into some troubles. Um, was it like a manufacturing thing or demand? Was it kind of just being used by like high-level golfers at the time? Uh, it was actually just a licensing thing um, okay. because Teflon is is owned by DuPont. Um, so the reason we don't actually claim Teflon in any of our advertising is that uh, from a licensing perspective, we don't have the right to use that okay. that that title. Um, we do purchase actual grade A Teflon, but um, it's more commonly, you know, the scientific name, I guess, if you will, is TTFE. Um, and so that's that's what we um, use on the, on the product. And so that was the initial challenge that they, uh, one of them that they, they kind of ran into. And, and so it just sort of fell dormant and, uh, and we brought it back. Yeah. I'm definitely very, um, knowledgeable on PTFE. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's cool to, uh, it's kind of cool to just like think so, it, it it sort of is like all fused together within the T. Like it looks like that's on the top and then it kind of goes into like the fiberglass basing on the bottom, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Nylon fiberglass mix. So the, the, the PTFE is, is, is sort of applied after and, and it's uh, uh, on the top um, of it as a coating. All right, we made it through nine, and this glizzy is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, manscaped.com. You can go over, check out the Ultra Premium Collection, or anything that you need to not suffer through the back nine here. Using the promo code OTSGOLF, you will get 20% off plus free shipping. Maybe you'll go low on the back. Thank you for supporting the episode. Thank you for supporting the pod. Manscaped.com, 20% off using the promo code OTSGOLF. Free shipping right to your door. Enjoy the pod. Yeah, Jim, I just want to go into maybe future. Um, if you guys have any plans to kind of venture elsewhere other than what you have, or if there's any um, ideas you might have for the future. 
Yeah, um, we do. I think one of the things that we'd love to do is is we will expand a little bit in the in the tea space. So I have I have the short, they're one point five inch tees, you know, for uh, kind of par threes, teeing irons up, things like that, hybrids um, available, good to go. Um, I've had a lot of requests uh, from customers to to go into colors, so bringing some color and different kind of styles to the to the existing tee. So is color um, doable with the material? So, so that's the interesting part. The top of it's not, um, there is, you can TTFE is like, you can, you can find different colors in it. Um, but it chips, um, significantly more than, than kind of grade A Teflon that we use. And so, um, but what we could do is change the bottom potentially. Um, and so you could do like black and red, you could do blue, you know, whatever kind of pick your, pick your color of choice, but maybe have have a little bit of, of, you know, um, differentiation in in the style um, okay. that way, uh, and then yeah, we are we're consistent consistently looking at at you know kind of different performance products. So I'd love you know I've got some partnerships with um, high quality man- leather manufacturers in New York City that kind of have uh, do the the bags for Gucci and really high end luxury goods um, to bring some you know quality leathers into the golf club game. And not that they're not there, but it'll just be kind of a different style, different look, different feel um, at kind of uh, you know affordable prices. Mm-hmm. So um, we'd love to venture into that space. And then you know we're going to continue to grow. I'd love to yep. to find ways you know um, stick to kind of our, our brand principles, which is you know clean lines, looks. Um, but stuff that you can use every day. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to continue to, to kind of find and grow in that space and, and, and see where it goes. But, uh, but we're open to all kinds of, you know, there's so much so cool and interesting, you know, areas that you see in brought to golf kind of accessories and things yeah. like that. And you guys have brought so many cool brands on the pod. Um, you know, there's just so many, so many areas to grow these days. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jim. One of the things like we've noticed is a lot of brands are almost trying to like build like a streetwear collection or, or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. So, um, like when we talk like, you know, our friends over at Go Track, stuff like that, like they've got, um, like a connection with Adidas and Callaway. So they're trying to like kind of blend all of the different types of things. So you can kind of just walk to the golf course and whatever you're wearing and either play yeah. it there. Um, you know, by the looks of the product and stuff, you might be more of a kind of a premium brand trying to cater to, you know, a better price point or something like that, like trying to take these premium products by the sounds of it, like leather goods and stuff like that and make them affordable as well. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's the the great debate is where, you know, where can the brand stretch? I, I right. love the idea of connecting to kind of that streetwear and things like that. But finding a, a unique way to do it um, is kind of the the biggest challenge. Right. And not just sort of, you know, be another brand out there. And how, what's going to give us, you know, a little bit of a competitive advantage? And how do we how do we do it with kind of that unique styling that that we think, you know, ties into performance? And so, um, yeah, I think that's kind of where you'll see us expand is when we find that right mix um that's be where we kind of dive in and we've looked at you know streetwear and doing definitely you know potentially clothing drops and things mm-hmm. like that 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 could be unique and fun and limited um and so you know we might we might go down that that space because there's a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff you can can do it's just kind of at the end of the day for us got to be authentic to to the brand tie into performance uh and, and you know something we feel is really quality that you know one and you know you feel proud at wearing it and and can do it in a way that you know um 
can reach a big big enough audience so um that's kind of the balance that that we strike and we do this um and kind of well it goes back to like Bryce's question like early in the pod about uh you know what kind of separates you from other brands and stuff and one of the things I thought about right away and we talked about like the logo right is like I find the more and more we like play the more and more you like get different brands and stuff like that we're seeing people away from like move away from wearing like Titleist or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. other things like that like those brands don't necessarily need you know the help of the golf community that we're typically reaching out to right so um they're massive brands they're you know so starting up a new company and stuff like that like this is the thing that when i open up the package i don't know about you bryce but when i opened it up i kind of like caught the logo right away and it had me like thinking and you kind of explained all like the different variables that could go in or that you could be thinking of what it might be but you know that's something that you might be interested in kind of wearing on you know a shirt or hat or whatever it may Mm be that's kind of how I give yourself think... a, a unique styling stand out right be a little yeah. bit different bring something new and unique so yeah i think that's exactly kind of why we designed it again more so than just the, the golf tee it didn't go in the space of just being a golf tee so that we have a little bit of brand flexibility and in, in where we take it when we find kind of that that right mix if you will right so some of the main things i guess if we're you know talking about 2023 this is our first pot of 2023 so um happy new year to everybody but uh you know is trying to like customize the tea a little bit maybe add a bit of colors and stuff so when i was thinking about it i think like the black is actually like the coolest part if you're able to put some colors and stuff down below like that'd be cool but the black is like that contrast onto the ball would be like i don't know it's kind of like what would yeah, it would stand out and you would notice that, right? And that's kind of what kind of collects it. But also we're very much, or I definitely am very much like a minimalist with kind of like how my covers are, how my bag is, stuff like yeah. that. Um, so I kind of like the idea of, you know, being able to add color to it and stuff like that though, if you wanted to, or if you have like, say you're a golf brand and you wanted to like get these and personalize them, you might want to have like your colors available for them or something like that. Right. So yeah, exactly. is yeah, that kind I'm... of, uh, is that kind of what you're working on for like 2023 is, um, maybe kind yeah. of developing the tea a little bit more and then, you know, really, really jumping into the, the golf space, I guess. Yeah, we'd, we'd love, we see that there's a lot of room in the golf, in the, in the tea space for us to, to expand. Um, so we're going to, we're going to focus on that being kind of our leading technology where we really see kind of a, a performance benefit um, and differentiation. So the goal is for 2023 to bring, to bring some, some more unique list to that, to that, um, to the tea itself um, well, you know, expanding our distribution, things like that, trying to get it into new markets We're we're looking to get it in. We've still, you know, done some stuff in Europe, but, um, very limited. So we think there's a, a big opportunity there. Um, Japan is actually another market where we think is going to be, cool. um, really hot for, for the product. Um, so I, we're looking to, to kind of do that. So you'll see us really kind of focus on that performance and that key aspect for 2023. And then, you know, as we go along the way, we'll, we'll sort of expand the brand once we kind of uh as we find the right the right offerings that we think still meet the performance criteria that that kind of help us differentiate ourselves well yeah sorry bryce that's that's kind of like what i what i picked up on through the pod is i I really like that like the performance of the tea is like what matters right so yeah um and it sounds like that's kind of what you're talking about too so you know me being you know and above average golfer um bryce or same thing like if we're going to be paying for a few extra bucks for a tee like we want to make sure that we're paying for something that is like performance based the all of the aesthetics and stuff like that is kind of secondary but this tee also looks like really cool right now too so it's uh like it's something that for most people i think they would grab it they would like the look of it pop it in the ground 
go ahead and hit your shot, right? And then uh, hopefully it doesn't fly away because that means your descending <laughs> angle of attack is above 2.1 and it's four and it's yeah it's too much so try not to do that but uh, Extreme, yeah is it is it like really difficult jim if you don't mind us asking um like i know you have a, a business background so when you're trying to like expand into other markets like you said over into europe and japan and stuff like that is that something that creates like a big headache i guess for lack of better lack of better words for brands um I, i'm saying it's, it's less of a headache but um I think you have to be thoughtful in how you do it because you're, you need to look at your marketing messaging. How do you communicate? You know, what are yeah. the benefits that are going to really jump out to them? You know, in some markets for us, you know, durability might be the, the leading kind of consumer um, issue that they're trying to solve for um, versus maybe distance or dispersion. And so um, just trying to understand kind of where you think the biggest market is there and then tailoring your message for that. So I think, I think, you know, in the world of social media and e-commerce and social commerce, all those things, I think um, it's never been easier to expand, but I think those that do it well are really thoughtful in how they do it. Um, and they bring it, uh, bring the brand um, a little bit of a more um, creative spin for that local audience. So that, you, that's where I think we, we, we need Do it. you uh, currently ship worldwide or no? We do. Um, yep. We do ship worldwide. Um, kind of Europe is, is still really affordable. Um, but we do very little marketing and still yeah. the North America message. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but we can do that. Um, and then there's, there's other options through, you know, Amazon, things like that yeah. to help introduce, um, new markets. So we have that kind of on our radar for, for 2023 as we, um, look to grow. Now, when you're trying to like develop and like grow the the brand and you know the tea, especially like the main product, are you trying to do that like with golfers or is there like other marketing and stuff that you're trying to reach and like you know just meet golfers on the way? Or are you trying to like connect with players, you know, like pros and whoever it may be? Like we every probably two or three weeks we have like a Canadian Tour pro on or an NCAA athlete, kind of those types of players and whatnot. Is it do you find it more beneficial to get it into people's hands to try it or is it? Uh, you know, more beneficial to invest your time in like the marketing aspect of it. It's a little bit of A and a little bit of B. Like we love meeting golfers and getting the product in people's hands because that's where we see the biggest benefit and the feedback. You know, generally people are like, holy cow, this is like, this is legit. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of the feedback we we get, especially from, you know, it, it's it's generically one of those things you roll your eyes, like is T's really making a difference to you? And um and so getting it in people's hands is, is certainly one of our biggest challenges. But um, one of the things that, that we also are building is, you know, a network of influencers and things like that so that we can create the social proof, right? So you need mm -hmm. kind of the combination of people being able to see it, seeing it demoed, how it works, understanding it, um, giving it sort of that social credibility, uh, and then tying it back to kind of your ratings and reviews and people's feedback and the feedback from the players. So um, I think, you know, the sweet spot is trying to, to find both um and get it into people's hands so you know the more we can do that the better um it is it is for us but uh you know we've also got to make sure that people understand you know a little bit of this science how do i tell a complex story in a very simple way um so people can understand you know why this might help them yeah i was thinking about one of the guys bryce who might be really interested in this is uh ryan holly so he's one of the only guys that has yeah. this, the swing catalyst map um mm -hmm. in canada so it's all based on like foot pressure like or pressure ground pressure mapping yeah like pressure mapping ground force reaction that kind of stuff so like cool they're really into 
analytics, the, the, the analytics, the data, the science of the game. And like, you know, guys like that, I think would really appreciate these types of, of tees. Like I'm thinking of like, I keep having this thought popping in my mind of like the Bryson talking about the dimple on the ball and when yeah. he's putting and the difference that that type of stuff can make and yeah. you get to that level. And you're thinking of the small things like that. It's uh it's kind of neat. And this is sort of that, that market, I think that you can definitely reach, but sorry, Bryson, go ahead there. Um, I think I cut you off. Sorry. No, I don't think so. I, uh, I, I had a question for you, Jim. Um, before we let you go, have you ever heard of a hole in one? That's something that we talk about on the pod all the time. Here we go. If not, I do shortly. I do. I do. I have, I I have one a a couple of years ago. Yeah. I've only had one though. I played a lot of golf and I've only got one. Nice. Okay. We asked pretty much everybody that question because it's, uh, it seems like it's something that comes up each week. So I get, we get a lot of messages like on, on social media afterwards, like on Instagram and stuff about people talking about like hole in one stories and it's Bryser, Bryser and I want like, we have the dream to put together a hole in one, uh, episode where we talk about like i either have to go back and clip them all or we just call up everybody every five minutes and say yeah we got a couple (laughs) minutes we're telling telling your story can you tell us about it quickly before we let you go sure sure yeah i play i play a lot of golf at uh, the nest up in innisville just uh, north of toronto and uh it was uh number 12 at the nest little downhill it was like 210 yards um and Pin was up front and uh playing with a couple buddies um hit a five iron knew it was good but you know after you played a lot of golf and never had one you kind of don't believe like you're like you knew it was all over but you're like did it go in did it not is it just close and you couldn't really you could see that it was good but you couldn't really see it go in um it was kind of just behind a, a little crest and sure enough yeah we walked up and and you know it landed probably five feet short kind of cozy right in and 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 that was it but uh but yeah that's the only one i've had and it was uh it was good it was a uh, you know it was a solid one you know 210 downhill yeah that's kind of how mine was the pin was kind of behind a little ridge and i told my buddies i was like that it has a chance but like we couldn't see it so i didn't know but like the anticipation kills you on that cart right up oh yeah you're like you're you know you, you're super pumped but at the same time you want to kind of play it cool you're like it's yeah. probably not in I, you well, know how many yeah. times have i hit one close i saw I my pitch mark maybe six inches in front of the hole and i didn't see a ball so and it was a pitching wedge so it wasn't gonna skip and run so i kind of was like oh it's, it's for sure but oh, uh so mine um, was like the one that i got this past year was Again, it was like a lengthy par three, which was nice. I think it was playing 191. I had it written down somewhere. And I couldn't see like the glare off the water. I was into the water. And as I was driving up, like I was trying to play it cool because I didn't see my ball. I knew I hit it well. I knew it was around the pin somewhere. I didn't see it. So same type of thing. I'm just like trying to play it cool. Like it's all right. There's no way it's in the hole. And then, yeah, when you when you kind of walk up and you see it, it's a different feeling, man. It's like it's the best feeling in golf, right? It's like yeah, it's, so, it's so hard yeah. to beat that. But Do you, yeah, have, uh, do you have any um... – idea of going to the pga show in february or any so i i was actually i had plans i had everything booked to go to the pga show but uh we've got a family vacation booked that weekend uh, so i uh you know family first so we're, we yeah. won't be at i won't be at this one and this one but uh hopefully we'll be uh we'll be at the next one but yeah i was totally planning to go it would have been would have been great to to get there and, and meet some more people and kind of introduce mm-hmm. this um to just a broader audience but yeah. um but it won't be unfortunately it won't be this year so uh, i guess my wife and i better need to need to communicate a little better <laughs> is that the toronto golf show as well you won't be there for that one as well 
We'll see. We're trying to figure out the Toronto golf show. Yeah. Um, Toronto is a little bit later, right? So we have yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully have that. We'll probably be there in some capacity. I don't know if we'll we'll have the big booth or not, but uh, but hopefully uh, find a way to to be there and and you know kind of meet uh, meet the gang and, and yeah. We're introduce. I'm I'm hoping to go. Like it's close for me and Bryce, or maybe you can come up. That one's I think PGA shows last weekend of. January yeah and then and then yeah I think the Toronto golf shows like the first weekend of February or something so maybe you can uh, yeah skip the border and come uh come hang out but you'll be yeah. you'll be down you might be down by the PGA show by then or you're you're home by then Bryce we're going to Florida the January 14th oh okay first so yeah so if we see you Jim uh at the Toronto one or if you're there send us a message we'll uh I'll come by and say hello I'm gonna walk around and kind of try and meet some people I've We've had 114 episodes and a lot of people are kind of probably half of them are, are Canadians in the area that'll be there. So that'll be cool. I'd like to kind of catch up and, and see some people, meet for some sure. people for sure. Um, but really appreciate you taking time, Jim. Um, anybody who's followed us so far, this is Jim Kelly, the uh, founder, I guess, of Kestrel Golf, kind of like reintroducing the science of uh, of the tea and the performance to the market. So um, again, we'll link it down below. Anybody wants to go check it out or go check out their Instagram, um, we'll link that down below as well. Do you guys cool. do any other social platforms? Do you do Twitter or anything like that? Uh, yeah, we're just primarily through Instagram right now. Um, uh, we'll be we'll be doing some stuff in, in uh, February, March on TikTok, um, but we're at Kestrel underscore golf at, on Instagram and um kestrelgolf.com uh is the website grab the grab your gear um but uh but also i'd love to do gift pack for for some of your listeners too if we can do uh yeah. you know maybe we'll do some uh you know a little accessory pack we'll do some teas towels you know some divot tools things like that get people uh you know give do a little giveaway there for yeah uh, that'd be great your pod that would be sweet yeah we're doing one right now with our uh friends over at uh, pioneer and my phone yeah. has been on fire all day so it's uh, a <laughs> nice, lot of people nice. a lot of people get really interested in them so it, and it's a good way to kind of connect people and uh, show them the brand and stuff too so and get it into more people's hands too so yeah let's let's pair up let's do a little something i think that'll be cool thanks so much jim really appreciate it. no this problem fun. hey thanks guys i really appreciate having me on He's out in my ball and of course where I tee up uh, I lose the ball and I re-up I miss the fairway, I probably end up in the ocean Or maybe the beach And I'm on a par 5 and I'm finna go reach it Second was blind, I see it Feel like it might be an average I was working scenario